It's job hunting season and finding a job or internship can become a full-time job in of itself. If that makes you think, hey, I've been applying to positions and it doesn't feel like that much of a burden, well, that might mean you aren't putting in enough time into your application. Each time you apply, you should be researching the company, tailoring your resume, make sure your portfolio is up to date, and start to craft your pitch for the position. Now, these are all topics we've talked before on the podcast, and you should go back and listen to those episodes, but there's one ingredient to this process that we have yet to cover in detail, breaking down a job description. The keys for submitting an outstanding job application are actually given to you in the job description itself. So today, let's break down a real opportunity at a real design company and show you how you can find the clues for crafting your application right there in the text. It's all coming up now on First You Hustle, a podcast from the Columbus College of Art and Design meant for students and budding creative professionals to help put their expertise to use. work through this exercise, I found a recently expired internship posting for a design intern at a design consultancy called Argo Design with locations in New York and Austin. They do some really cool stuff, but they're also already in the midst of recruiting for this internship. So this specific job description that we're going to use today isn't active. And that's actually good. I wanted to use an inactive job description because I don't want you to evaluate whether you'd like to apply for this position. Instead, I want you to see how to locate keywords and phrases and translate them into a strategy for your application, your portfolio, or your interview. And like me, you're probably going to find that you actually really do like Argo Design and you really like this job description. So keep it in mind for next year, but really pay attention to the tactics that we're using and how we're thinking about different keywords that we're finding. Because this is one example, but after we go through this, I want you to be able to apply the same type of thinking to any job description. And we'll talk about how job descriptions are different from one to another. And I also figured if we're going to pull apart Argo Design's job description, I should probably reach out and see if Argo Design has anything to say about it. So I spoke with Meg Marsh, head of people at Argo Design, and turns out she's no stranger to recruiting. I've been doing design recruiting for 10 years. I've been doing recruiting for lots of positions for 20 years, but I've seen some of the same work from different people on the same client work 10 times, right? Like over the course of talking to people and interviewing, I see that same work. So I know the general gist of that work, but it's always interesting. And what we're trying to unpack is what role somebody played in that work and on that team, and then what they brought to it or how they arrived at certain decisions. After I go through the job description and pull out some things, we'll hear a little more about what Meg looks for in a good applicant and see how close we got with our breakdown of the job description. And if you think putting together a job application is hard, well, it's also hard to put together the job description in the first place. You know, we try to put a lot of thought and effort into, you know, what we're writing and, and it is often very vague. You know, often I'm, I'm looking for people um, you know, I just, just got off a staffing call and it's like, well, we need somebody who's like this person, but like, you know, a flavor of this plus a little bit of this, and you're referring to people internally, it's hard to articulate that externally in a job descriptions. I can imagine how difficult it is on the other side. And even with our sleuth-like unraveling of the job description, there's also a simple way to find out what an employer wants in an employee. And you can say it with me, everyone. I get tons of inquiries because I'm sort of the bottleneck for recruiting, right? Like I'm the person who's looking at all this stuff and passing things on to hiring managers, but our designers aren't. 
And designers are inherently empathetic to other designers who are trying to start out, who are trying to figure out what does it look like? You know, I would encourage your students to find people at organizations, you know, maybe there's a degree or two, you know, that they could reach out that they're potentially connected through somebody else, or maybe they're not connected at all and just take a chance and reach out to somebody who has a background that looks similar to what they would like their career to look like and see if, you know, see if they can get them to have a conversation with them. That happens to me all the time. I have designers, they're like, hey, this person reached out to me on LinkedIn and I chatted with them and they're super awesome. We should chat with them. And all of a sudden that gets to the top of my inbox. Okay, let's get to the job description. I'll explain everything, but it may help for you to follow along and see the job description yourself. So make sure you access that in the description of this podcast. I'll include a link where you can download the text from the job description and you can actually read along with me. The title for this position is Design Intern. So from that alone, you may be wondering if it's even something you're qualified for. Often we judge an open position first by the title. If you're an animation student, you might be looking for the words animation intern. If you're industrial design, maybe you're looking for user experience internships or product design internships. But no matter what your creative background, the word design includes you. We are all creative designers. So this should be a good sign that the position right away isn't exclusive to any one major or discipline. They're looking at a wide range of people. You may be tempted to go straight to the roles and responsibilities section of the job description to see how well your skills fit in. There's no harm in that, but much of what we will pull from this job description actually comes from the company description section and the internship program description and other things that we'll find. So let's just start right from the top. Immediately, Arco Design describes themselves as a product design consultancy. So that word, consultancy, tells you this is a company that works with clients and the projects and products they make will be as varied as the clients they work with. This sets it apart from being an in-house design position at a brand. Working in a consultancy itself implies a high need for adaptability, innovative thinking, and positive response to critique. This company describes them th themselves as a growth partner to entrepreneurs. So now you get a sense of where in the business sphere they've made a niche. If they were working with large, well-established brands, they wouldn't use this language. So now you should be getting a sense of the types of clients this company works with. Again, so far, we have not yet looked at the roles and responsibilities of the job the things you'd actually be doing in the position. But it's very important to know what type of company you are applying to. Understanding the nature of the company is a big part of standing out as an applicant. And I think that's something for students to understand too, is to be clear about the type of company they wanna work for. Working in an agency is very different than working in-house. And so making sure that students are mindful of what that looks like in terms of the type of work they, they're going to be doing, the speed at which that work is going to take place, and understanding who the other people are on the teams that they would be working with. So those are, I think, important questions for them to ask the company they're interviewing with to get a feel for like, who are my peers and what is my day-to-day -day gonna look like? Because one may feel really natural and really interesting to them and the other one may not. Further in the company description, they use words like add value and positively affect the human experience. Much of this is also on their website and other places that you can learn about the company. So. Whether you get it from the job description or through your research, the point here is to think about how to reflect their sentiments. When you talk through your portfolio, think about moments where you've added value. Think about how your work could positively affect the human experience, because that's the words they used in the job description. Put your work in the frame the company has created, whatever that frame may be. And again, we're going through one job description, so this is just the way Argo Design has chosen to articulate what they're looking for. 
The internship program description section also gives you lots of hints about the type of team they have and your role within that team. They describe their interns as multidisciplinary makers. This may be why the job title is design intern, which sounds very vague, but that is on purpose. Many different people and lots of different creative backgrounds can fit into this role. The program description does start to narrow in on what generally the team works on. They mention digital product design, lots of collaboration, strategy and research, user experience design, visual design, and prototyping. These are clues about what you should be showing in your portfolio or when you talk through your experiences. A portfolio can simply be a collection of things, or it can be a collection of stories. Stories about how something was made through collaboration, through strategy and research, with user experience in mind. The company is hiring your approach. They are hiring your thought process. So shift your narrative to focus on the thought process they look for. We've all collaborated. We've all brainstormed. We've all taken inspiration from things. We've all researched. We can think abstractly. We can think acutely. We can iterate and reiterate after feedback. There are lots of processes we can do, and the job description is often telling you what processes they are most interested in. And for Argo Design, it appears to be collaboration, strategy and research, user experience, and product design thinking. For any other job description, you'll want to look for what processes do they value in their position. The program description emphasizes that you'd be valued as an individual, while also being expected to collaborate and work as a team. They use the word team a lot. This should start to shift you into thinking about how you work with others. This isn't coming up in your resume, your portfolio, or when you interview or network with someone, then it is a big unknown. A job application's mission is to reduce the number of unknowns with the applicant. They don't know you. You're a risk. Through your application, through your interview, you are able to reduce your riskiness as they get to know you better. Not knowing how you collaborate or work as a team member can make you a big risk for this position specifically. By pulling out these key words, you can make sure you are addressing these areas as much as possible and then slowly reduce risk across the board. This is what breaking down a job description allows you to do. Find the areas you need to address so that you can reduce risk. The internship program description section ends with contrasting the emphasis on teamwork with the fact that you'll also have opportunities to work autonomously and exercise your skills that way as well. So balance your remark about teamwork with remarks about times you've worked independently or with less strict direct oversight, but still navigate your project to completion, taking into consideration critical feedback. Again, it's right there in the job description. And by addressing it, you become a less risky quantity. You become a more known quantity. Nothing so far in this job description is standard, boilerplate internship language. This is unique to Argo Design's program. A different company may emphasize having a depth in a single creative area, may emphasize pipeline, how you acquire creative projects in the pipeline and how you hand them off in the pipeline. It could emphasize working closely with a superior, working autonomously, or knowing a single brand very well. It may be easy to dismiss some of the job description as typical. You may think, well, isn't every internship this way? No, not necessarily. They are intentional about their language, and you should be just as intentional with your application. Okay, now we are to the meat of the position description, the roles and responsibilities section. This is where you can see the more technical, specific skill areas they'd like to see either experience in or knowledge of, or really they're just telling you this is where you're going to be working in. And as we'll break it down, you'll see you don't necessarily need to have experience in these areas at all for an internship. 
They talk about the fact that you'll be working in the creation of layouts, user interface elements, application of design language systems. They abbreviate DLS. You, that, this should give you some direct lines you can draw to your portfolio or think about how you translate your portfolio items to show transferable skills. How will you excel in these areas? You don't need to have already excelled in these areas. You just want to be able to address how you will excel in these areas. Now, the description doesn't say you must know design language systems. It sure would be helpful. They just say you will be assisting with the application of design language systems in this role as the design intern. This is an important distinction. If you can't show something from the job description in your portfolio, think about how you can talk through your understanding of what that concept or process is and talk about similar concepts or processes you've worked on. Do some research. In a few bullets down from this part of the job description, you'll see why it's a-okay to not have layouts, for example, in your portfolio. Similarly, they mention you'll be working in generating prototypes, communicating intention of design through storytelling decisions. So some crafting and some presentation. Both of these are actually methods of telling a story. And you want to keep that in mind. So how have you used materials to show a design concept and how have you used presentation to show a design concept? In this regard, prototyping and communication are closely related. So now you can start to play in this area and get creative about how you show your abilities in this general area and how they may transfer into being uh, successful in the internship or being able to gain a lot from an internship. Because an internship is both uh, an opportunity for you to showcase skills and learn skills. So you want to keep that in mind. That's one difference between an internship and an entry-level job. An entry-level job, they're going to expect a little bit more that you'll be able to jump into these areas and do them right away. An internship, and especially this job description, emphasizes that you can adapt and learn and bring yourself up to speed in those areas. Okay, moving along. And now the a little about you section. This may also be called the qualification section in a job description. And I want you to see how this is distinct from roles and responsibilities. This is where you'll find out if you have the background to fit in. You shouldn't confuse that with the roles and responsibilities section. If a prerequisite for work is that you need to have done that work before, then no one would ever get their first job. And keep in mind, this is an internship, so that's kind of double, doubly so, if that's even a phrase. Right at the top, and when we make lists, we tend to prioritize the most important stuff first, so note that this is right at the top. They say they want someone curious, collaborative, and excited to learn new skills. This sounds similar to how they describe their company and the internship program. They tell you verbatim that prior work experience isn't required, but a portfolio that shows your ability to think creatively and execute a range of design artifacts is expected. And using school projects is also something they anticipate many applicants will do, but you need to describe your thought process. This is true for all applications, but it's noteworthy that Argo Design put this in their job description directly. This, again, is emphasizing that they are looking to hire creative interns based on their fabric as a creative professional and less so on their accomplishments or prior experiences. They do mention a few technical tools you need to know. It looks like lots of user experience software, and they also mention Adobe. Make sure those are reflected on your resume as they apply. Sometimes a job description may mention a program you know how to use, but you don't use regularly. Perhaps that means it's not on your resume typically, and you want to make sure you add it back in for this specific job application. They mentioned they'd ideally like to see that you have experience with design research, content strategy, or creative technology. This part of the job description starts with if. If you have it, they want to know. So make sure you are addressing those areas as needed, but don't sweat it if you don't have it. It is very tempting to dismiss yourself as unqualified because of one thing in the job description. 
Make sure you read carefully and understand when something is a deal breaker and when something is preferred. They also mention a strong command of the English language. This emphasizes that much of their work is about communication, storytelling, and developing clear and easy-to-use user interfaces. Similarly, your application should reflect that. So this is one area of the job description you'll address whether you mean to or not. They'll read your application. They'll navigate your portfolio. If they have trouble doing that, well, you're in trouble. You might dismiss the phrase strong command of the English language as something you have because you might be a native English speaker. Do not make that mistake. They need strong communicators. That goes beyond being able to read, write, and speak. It means being able to do those things efficiently and in a compelling manner. If it's unclear how to find your work or a typo keeps them from accessing your work, it's a signal that maybe you aren't prioritizing your grasp on communication. Double check the link as you type it into the application. Because if I click a link and it takes me to you know a site that's not found or I have to go back and I'm like, oh, this was their name and it looks like maybe they misspelled this when they put this in. If I'm all of a sudden having to work to try to figure out how to get to your site or if it's um, password protected, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people that we're interviewing um, have worked other places and there's, you know, client work that's under NDA, so they have stuff password protected to make sure that you have that somewhere so that somebody, you know, if you have that on your actual resume so that somebody can um, check on that really quick and then get into your work. So just some like technical things um, that are really helpful and speed up the process for me to be able to look at somebody's work. The description ends with mentioning that they'd like someone who balances design with emotion and storytelling as well as utility and function. They use the words empathy and respect. They want to see passion, self-motivation, and someone that can be adaptable and a good teammate. In my call with Meg, she spoke about wanting to hear the applicant's passion. I think sharing a bit about who they are as an individual um, is, is helpful, right? If I'm just looking at somebody's work and I just see some um, you know, some programs from different classes, but, you know, we're interested in the type of work people want to be doing. If somebody has a passion around AR or, you know, motion design or something like that, and maybe their classwork hasn't provide, provided them the opportunity to do that, but they, they really have some interest in, you know, certain verticals and um, types of companies that they're interested in working in. Those, those are things that are, that are interesting and compelling. I mean, everybody at Argo has, you know, sort of their thing that they're really passionate about besides just, you know, how, how they're showing up at work, but whether it's, you know, we've got somebody who has deep expertise in automotive and, you know, somebody who actually many people who are very passionate about social impact work. So, you know, helping us understand sort of the full facet of, you know, who you are as a person is really helpful as well. One thing we talked about when we were going through your job description was that some of this job description is probably purposefully vague and you can tell me if I'm right or not, because as yeah. you mentioned, you have a variety of roles to fill and you might see something in one candidate and see exactly how it fits in and something different in another. So students are often trying to guess like, what is it you want to hear? But you're, you're asking, what is it you want to tell us? Oh, I love the way you distilled that down. That's so true. And I think, you know, the biggest part of what we do as a, a digital product design consulting firm is we're telling a story. So if we're if a client comes to us with a certain problem and we're like, oh, we know how to do that. We think it looks like this, but we haven't brought the client along with us through the story of why we're making certain decisions. Um, you know, then it's less likely that they're going to get their 
without us having brought them along, they might bristle. It might be like, ah, oh, I don't know, that doesn't make sense. But if you're if you're presenting a narrative, uh, of, you know, across time to help them get you to the eventual end design or prototype or whatever it is that you're delivering, whatever that final asset is, um, you know, you've you've done your job to bridge that gap over time. And so, yes, it's very much about what do you want to tell us? You know, we we have this applicant tracking system um, that's pretty lightweight and, you know, but one of the things that asks in there and you can I can check this box when I'm posting a job is what makes you unique. And sometimes, you know, that's like the first thing I'll look at when I look at an application. It's like, OK, resume. Cool. There's their, you know, there's a portfolio. Go look at their site in a minute. But I want to know what somebody thinks makes them unique. And, you know, we see some really, really interesting answers, some really entertaining. But you know, I'm, I'm curious about that. What story do people have to tell? Not only what's the, we chatted with an intern yesterday and she did a project where she just set some parameters for herself. And she walked us through like, well, I gave myself two days to do this redesign. And I, um, you know, here's how I recruited people to talk to and to walk through, you know, Figma prototypes that I had put together. And it was really interesting to, to understand that. So some of it is, I think for, for students too, is, don't just rely on your coursework because if you know 20 people are taking the same class and they have the same sort of provocation to create a project and that's all you have in your work um, to show you know if you've done something on your own or you've just sort of tried to exercise the skills that you're learning in school and tried to apply it to a local business or you know just doing something to to get some feedback and to exercise those muscles that you're building in school um, you know, from a recruiting perspective, it, it shows us a larger facet of what you're capable of doing. I think the other big thing too is, you know, is the curiosity. If people haven't researched us, if they haven't looked our, you know, we take a lot of time and effort and curation of putting our work on our website. And so if somebody hasn't really looked at the work and doesn't really understand the type of work we do, um, you know, and I'm spending a lot of time giving them the fundamentals of our business as opposed to them having some pretty insightful questions about like, well, I've looked at this work and I'm kind of would like to understand why this or why this or why this. So if, you know, if somebody shows some promising skill, some basic fundamentals, and you layer on top of that immense curiosity and that comes through, um, you know, we, we find that really compelling when we're, you know, when we're chatting with entry-level candidates and interns as well. For you, hitting the submit button is the end of the application. For people like Meg, it's somewhere in the middle. The challenge for the person hiring is in crafting the job description and then finding the right person from the large pile of applications that come in. Looking at how many people. So, you know, between Austin and New York, we've got about probably close to 200 applications um, between both studios, a little more in New York than we saw in Austin. Um, you know, but it's interesting. It's, I, I will say, it's an interesting conversation for you to be having with your students because if I'm totally honest, I think there's a lot of, there's simultaneously a lot of, and probably not as much effort that goes into job descriptions as there should be, right? So, you know, and it's hard, I, I think it's hard in design because the nuance, especially for what we do, the nuance of it is, you know, we do digital product design. We like to see people who have hybrid skills. We also sometimes are indexing based on how we're trying to round out the team, trying to find somebody who's stronger in their visual skills versus interaction. So there's there's a lot of nuance to it. 
I, I would say from a recruiting perspective, the most important thing that students can do on their portfolio is to talk about their thought process and to talk about what role they played in the work and how they arrived at certain decisions. Um, I think that's that's something I look for regardless of how junior or senior a candidate is. If, you know, I've been doing design recruiting for, you know, 10 years. I've been doing recruiting for lots of positions for 20 years, but I've seen some of the same work from different people on the same client work 10 times, right? Like over the course of talking to people and interviewing, I see that same work. So I know that I know the general gist of that work, but it's always interesting. And what we're trying to unpack is what role somebody played in that work and on that team, and then what they brought to it or how they arrived at certain decisions. Make sure you are telling that story and make sure you are paying attention to how the job description can help you craft that story and adjust it to appeal to each individual position and company that you reach out to. We emphasize storytelling as a major part of the job search and interview process, but remember, the position description gives you the precise clues for what kind of story you should be telling. And that's our episode for today. Thanks for tuning in and a special thanks to Meg Marsh from Argo Design for being able to reflect on their internship job description with us and help us break down a little bit about what they're looking for in a job applicant. I hope this exercise makes you, the job seeker, a little bit more thoughtful and intentional with your applications moving forward, whether for internships, full-time work, or if you're mid-career looking to make a transition, each and every time you apply to a job, you really wanna break down that job description and be very purposeful about what you're putting forward. All right, thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.